Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. If you were not here last week, then... uh, I really encourage you to get on iTunes and listen to the podcast. Uh, We had Mark Crawford from Australia with us last week, and uh, it was a great time. Uh, He he had a great message for us about um, moving out of being an orphan and... um, being a son. And that applies to women as well as men, to be a, a son. You get to enjoy that. Uh, and us, us guys, we, we get to enjoy being the bride of Christ. Um, <clears throat> but God's, God's answer was a son... God's answer in particular situations is still a son, but his answer is also a bride. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he read a a letter that was written by a lady, I think from Labarge, who has a gift for writing prophetic letters to people. And the Lord gave her one for Wyoming. And for, for the benefit of those of you who were not here last week, I, I want to share this to you. Hopefully I can get through it. But if, if it's hard, it'll be worth it anyway. Uh, dear Wyoming, from the beginning, you have been known as a harsh and hard place to live, as a place with no godly roots. You have had to fight for your very existence, and it's made you independent, fiercely strong, courageous, and tenacious, but also lonely and feeling shut off from the rest of the nation. I want you to know that your fight has not been in vain. I have been keeping you your vast resources, and your ferocious courage a secret. You are my secret weapon, Wyoming. Your tenacity to worship me, to spread my fire, and to network in the harshest of environments have been recorded in heaven. You now have godly roots. You have established my kingdom in your midst, truly Wyoming worships Yeshua. Your praise, thanksgiving, intercession, and worship have allowed me to do a work that seemed impossible, seemingly even too big for me. My reminder to you is that with man, this is impossible, but with me, nothing is impossible. Have you not seen my glory fall as you have pressed in 
to bring honor to my name? Have you not felt my visitation every time your warriors and worshipers have gathered seeking my face? Have you not seen sudden breakthroughs in areas previously thought too harsh or too small or too sinful? Yes, with me nothing is impossible. Today I say to you that your loneliness and feelings of separation are over. You, Wyoming, are a leader of this great nation. I am calling you to establish my righteousness, purity of heart, and undying passion for my presence that will blaze a trail for the rest of the nation to come back into line with my kingdom, my principles, and my heart. I am calling you, Wyoming, to lead this nation back to me. Remember who you are in me. Be of good courage, for I am with you, guiding and directing you to accomplish this great calling. Can you say yes and amen to that? (laughs) Yes. Well, the Lord gave me a a revelation yesterday that uh, it, it doesn't seem so profound until it works its way into you, but it it has the power to to really bring breakthrough in your life, particularly if if there is difficulty or uh, pain or um, um, trial that that you're you're going through. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm going to get to it rather quickly, but uh, it 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 kind of came out of Deuteronomy 11 again as as I was looking back at at some of Deuteronomy 11, particularly the part uh, about how if God's people would love him and and would obey him and and would hold fast to him, would cleave to him, would 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 get in his personal space. Uh, that he would drive out the nations before them. And as, as they physically took the promised land, I, I believe that it is God's intent that we, the spiritual people of God, will, will take spiritual territory. If, if we will do this, if, if we will love God, we'll... We'll do what he tells us to do, and, and we'll, we'll be a people of his presence, because that's really what that means, to cleave to him, to get in his personal space. It, it is to, to be a people of God's presence. So the, the question that, that I was Pondering, and I don't know if the Lord posed this question to me or if I, I was just thinking this. Do 
do we really want to see spiritual awakening on a large scale? Yeah. And, and, and all of us, I, I think, our, our immediate response is, well, obviously, yes. Well, are, are we being a people of his presence then? Are, are we loving him with our whole being? Are, are we doing what he tells us to do? And are, are we being a people of his presence? And so we're, we're going to look at this passage in, in Deuteronomy 11, starting with verse 22. And I, I think we're going to have to go a little bit farther than what I've got on the the PowerPoint, but so we'll start in verse 22. For if you will be careful to do all this commandment that I command you to do, loving the Lord your God, walking in all his ways, holding fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than yourselves. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Your territory shall be from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the river, the river Euphrates, to the western sea. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will lay the fear of you and the dread of you on all the land that you shall tread as he promised you. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, to turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go to go after other gods that you have not known. I think we'll stop there. And I, I have shared with you out of Deuteronomy 28 enough times that it should be in your walking around knowledge that where, where the blessings of obedience are, are, are enumerated and, and the curses of disobedience are also enumerated. And there's a, there's a clear dichotomy there. But I, I, think we, I think we have a misunderstanding that, that the Lord wants to really correct today about him and about the blessings and, and the curses. And, and this, this, I think, is, is going to be very freeing. We, we have to believe that the blessings of God are, are what he wants to do. Uh, that's, that's what he wants, okay? And it, it is our partnering with him through obedience that releases these blessings. 
when, when we love God, when we hear his voice and we do what he says, it, it releases his kingdom in our midst. And, and that is what God wants to do. But it, it takes our partnering with heaven for the blessings of heaven to come to earth. And if, if we disobey and, and we, we begin to experience the, the curses of God, it is not his punishment. Okay? It is just the natural result of us living according to the kingdom of this world. Where, where the, whichever law of thermodynamics it is, uh, the one that things tend from order to disorder, that, that is the kingdom of this world. Things get worse. With, without the intervention of God and his kingdom, there's more and more chaos. There's, there's more and more injustice. There's more and more pain. There's, there's just more and more bad stuff. That's, that's just the, the natural result of the fallen world and the kingdom of this world of which Satan is the head. And when we operate in that kingdom, we get the fruit of that kingdom. So that's, that's part of the revelation. And, and that, that's, that's a really key, important part. Because we, we have got to understand that God in heaven is, is not like a behavioral psychologist who, when we do something wrong, he, he zaps us so that we will then do right. And then when we do right, he gives us a, a puppy treat so that we'll do more of that. But if, if, if you will be honest with yourself for a moment, I bet you think like that. You think in your own life that when I mess up, ooh, God is, he's going to get me. So I got to do right. And that is, that is a misunderstanding of the nature of God. And, and we, we need to get this. 
Because what, what this revelation does is it, when, when you're going through a, a time that is hard to figure out, and I, I'm telling you, I, I've been going through a time that's kind of hard to figure out. As we, I mean, we, we obeyed God. We, we did a hard thing. We, we did the solemn assembly, and, and two days later, we, we get notice that we have to move. This, this was not punishment, okay? This, this, this was a, a learning opportunity for us. And when, when, we, when we understood that truth that I shared with you during worship, that God loves us too much to withhold hard things from us that will in the long run be beneficial. And... Here's where I'm going to step on your toes, and mine have already been stepped on, so don't worry. We, we've got to love each other that much. Amen. And, and I repent before you that uh, I have sometimes not loved some of you enough to say things that were hard that I should have said. And and I, I repent. So you you might expect to hear hard things that maybe you wouldn't have heard some time ago. Okay? But this is this is how God wants us to love each other. He, he wants us to love each other enough that we will say hard things to each other to help us along. Because here, here is the other part of, of this revelation. Deuteronomy 11 and 12, Deuteronomy 28, those were spoken to a community. They, they were spoken to the community of God's people. They, they were not spoken to individuals. And in, in our Western American Wyoming <laughs> individualist mindset we we tend to understand some of these things in an individualist way and while while there may be a personal individual application of some of this truth that was not the primary message 
the primary message was to a community of God's people that if you together, if we together will love God, will hear his voice and do what he says and, and be a people of his presence, that the blessings of, of his kingdom will come, will be released through us into the land such that the blessings of heaven will be experienced by the people of the land. And so when, when we are, are seeing primarily in, in our land, when we're seeing problems, curses, the, the second half of Deuteronomy 28, more than the first half of Deuteronomy 28 in our land, there's, there's not an individual solution. It's, it's that the people of God must, must rise up to, to love him, to be in his presence enough to hear him and, and obey him, and allow, be, be the conduits of the kingdom of heaven, the conduits of the blessing of God to the land that, that we are to be. And, and, and then things will begin to change. So we, we've, we've kind of already heard that part of it. But, but this, this part of understanding the, the blessings and, and the curses of God, that not understanding them anymore as rewards and punishments... but as, as fruit of the reality of, of, of living. So that when, when we're living as, as, as a community, we're, we're living as a people of God's presence, then his his blessing is flowing through us. And and things are changing because that that chaos of the kingdom of this world that that is increasing is it's halted and it's pushed back. That's what Jesus was saying when he, he said, 
the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against you. They, they may try to put up gates and walls to, to protect the chaos that they so far have been able to generate. But as a community of God's people rises up to, to be the people of his presence, we, we can push that back. Because, see, the, the expectation of, of Israel for the Messiah was that he would bring forth the restoration of all things. Which, which is why, um, at, at one point, the, the disciples asked him, so... Are, are you now going to bring forth the restoration of all things? <laughs> and it wasn't quite time, but because of what Jesus said, I think we can understand that that, that was actually our responsibility. That, that he wanted to do that through his people, he wasn't going to do it himself. By himself. Right. So this, <clears throat> this idea of these messages of, of Deuteronomy not really being for individuals it's part of that message is it's not about you and it's not about me it's it's a it's about something bigger and because you're you're going through a difficult time a, a difficult, painful experience. It doesn't mean you're being punished. You're you're in training, but there are victories around you that are happening, and. To, to maintain our posture of faith, we, we need to keep our eyes on some of those victories and, and not just on our own trial and difficulty of the moment. Because at some point later, you will need what you're getting through the difficulty if, if you can maintain your partnership with God and his kingdom through it. Because you will have received something that without going through that, you would not have possession of. And as, as part of the army, the, the army is going to need possession of that thing at some point. 
And, and you now have it. So did I get enough of that? <laughs> Joy was helping me process some of this last night, and she brought up some really good points that I needed to make sure I included today. Are, are you getting this? This, this thing about <clears throat> the blessings and the curses not being rewards and punishments, that is huge. Because there, there's this guy who used to come into the coffee shop all the time who teaches religion at LCCC and UW. If you spent much time in the coffee shop, you know who I'm talking about. And he, he sees all religions as, as, as really being the same. Basically, be good, and if you're good, it'll work out better for you in the long run. Well, if... If we understand the blessings and the curses of Deuteronomy 28 and 11 and 12 um, in, in the sense of rewards and punishments, your theology is not very far from his. Ouch! Ouch! See, I didn't think I thought that way either. But when this hit me yesterday, it it was it was so freeing. And and it is. Cuz this the blessings are are all just an invitation to us to, to see more of heaven come. To see more of heaven come down in, in actual reality right in front of us. And, and it, it comes as, as we partner with heaven. That, that's, that's the vehicle. And, and God designed us, he created us, so he understands some of the conditions for that to happen. See, he, where, where this reward and punishment thing takes us, that, that is the law. That, that is legalism. And if, if we read Deuteronomy 10 and 11 carefully, you, you see that, that God, that was not what God was intending. He, he wanted us not to live with a set of rules so, th so that we would be able to avoid punishment and, and receive 
good things instead. And, and we'd, we'd have to memorize all the law so that we would know in any given situation what we should do in order to avoid the punishment and, and get the reward. That, that's not what he was inviting his people into. He was inviting his people into relationship. That's why he says, love the Lord your God. Hear his voice and, and do what he says. And, and cleave to him. And that, that's such a powerful word. Getting, getting comfortable in his personal space. You, you can't do that if you're in a reward-punishment mindset. Be, because you, you know that there's something that you just recently have done that means you should be punished. And, and so you, you can't get comfortable in God's presence because you, deep down somewhere you think he's about to take the belt to you. When, when that isn't it. It's, it's an invitation to partner with him for the restoration of all things. For, for the goodness, the blessing of, of his kingdom to come forth. And so, where, where I was going today was I, I wanted to talk about our vision. But in order to really grab hold of our vision as a community of believers, we we had to understand what I've just been talking about. So if you'd put the vision one up here. Yeah, our vision from the Lord for Cheyenne Vineyard in this city is that we be an outpost for the kingdom of heaven in this city. That each of us would be equipped to hear God and obey him, to do what he says. That each of us would be equipped to minister to people out in the city, not just here. That we would be conscious carriers or bringers of the presence of God to the city. That we would bring salvation, healing, and wholeness to the city. To, to be a people who release heaven to earth. And, and that is God's desire. Yes. 
And there's, there's a freedom in understanding what I've been saying in that when, when we mess up, and, and we mess up, We, we don't have to cower and beat ourselves up and wait for the hammer to come down because it, it generally is not coming down. Now, now God does discipline His sons. That's a sign of how much he loves us. But think about your own children. Did you spank them every time they had a little mess up? If you did, you have some messed up children. You know, Joy and I, were, we were talking about this one day. It's been a long time ago. But we were trying to figure out how many times we actually spanked Luke and Diane. It was not very many times. And there was one time in particular that stands out because they both got it and neither of them deserved it. And it was me. Because <laughs> I thought they broke something. I knew one of them had to have done it because it wasn't Joy or I. And it was neither of them. <laughs> but anyway, that's an earthly father story that we don't need to go any further with. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, there, there is that point of balance. You know, if we, if we get far enough out of bounds... And get rebellious, the, the Lord is, is going to discipline us and he's going to bring us back. Because we're his kids. But, but he's, he's not going to whip us every time we make a little mistake. So we, we don't have to punish ourselves knowing that we deserve it because Jesus has taken that for us. We can just turn our back on our mistake and continue to pursue the kingdom of heaven and see more blessing and more of the kingdom of heaven come forth without wasting any more time. So I, I, I think our vision makes a lot more sense. It is easier to grab a hold of with the understanding of what I've been saying today. Am I right? Because we... The people of God uh, that were being spoken to in Deuteronomy 
and, and now us as, as the people of God. God's intent for us is that we be conduits of good, of his goodness, of his justice, of his righteousness to, to the earth. And, and, and that just needs to be our, our frame of mind in, in how we live our lives. So, aren't you glad that God is not like B.F. Skinner, the behavioral psychologist who <laughs> formulated behavior modification? <laughs> I, I'm really glad. And I, I don't want to think that way anymore. I, I, I didn't realize I had any of that kind of thinking in me. But the more I meditated on this stuff yesterday, I, I realized that I had some of that in me. And, and I don't want that in me. I, I want my mind renewed and my life transformed. To, to be able to represent God better to everyone that I come in contact with. Hmm. So I, I think we're going to be making more public declarations together. You know, maybe we'll say the Apostles' Creed sometimes. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a healthy community-building thing for us to do, to, to speak things, to declare things together that kind of define who we are as, as the people of God. Hmm. You want to add anything? Well, let's pray. Mm. Father, I thank you that you're you're such a good God. Mm. Your thoughts and your actions toward us are always for our good. Lord, I ask that you would renew our thinking about you, even about blessings and curses, rewards, punishments. May, we, may you give us more revelation of who you really are, what you're really like, and heal us and, and transform us. Lord, let your vision come forth for this body. Let your kingdom come in Cheyenne because we're here.
and, and let your will be done in our lives and in this city, in, in the church in this city. Lord, encourage us by your Spirit. Strengthen us. Move us toward fullness. For the glory of your Son. Amen. Hmm.